This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It may be that the president has put in charge of his immigration policy um, a bunch of pink-haired wokers who don't know their, uh, their ass from their elbow. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. That's John Kennedy, man. He's great. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Welcome back uh, to the show, or welcome to the show. Uh, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Surprise guest, uh, return of Kinky uh, Fridays with Kinky coming up today. Kinky Freeman will be joining us at 1030 now. Uh, roughly around 10.30 uh, on Fridays. Uh, he's got a song. He's he's actually going to do a song that we did before, but uh, it's an, one of the new original songs, but um, uh, the audio had dropped out the last time we did it, so uh, he wanted the opportunity to do it again. It's a great song, so we'll hear from Kinky a little later on. Beyond that, uh, it's uh, a normal day of slogging through all the crap. <laughs> slogging through all the crap. And, uh, you know, I, I, I also, uh, Trey, uh, we, we put ABC News on because this is huge, man. This is such a big deal. Kamala Harris is going to be on The View today. That's right. I know I'll probably lose a lot of viewers or listeners once that happens. I don't think I can imagine anything more obnoxious than Kamala Harris being on The View because The View is already obnoxious. Making women look like dumbasses for 60 full minutes a day. Do you ever notice also that uh, The View is almost always on in any given doctor's office you visit? I don't know why that is. But your border czar, <laughs> your border czar, the, the person who is, uh, you know, was supposed to be uh, at the forefront of, uh, of our border crisis, which is still happening, I know uh, they've shipped out many of the Haitians, uh, or whoever they were, uh, under the bridge. Uh, they, they, they haven't shipped them back to Haiti. They, maybe a few have gone back to Haiti, but most of them have been shipped out to uh, uh, the four corners of this country. But the, the, the border crisis is still well alive and well. i got people coming across the border every single stinking day. But she's going on The View. She's going to be on The View. And so if you if you ate something bad uh, for breakfast, you know, you got an upset stomach, you really need to empty the contents of your stomach. And, you know, that would probably be a great way to go about it. Just watch that for about five minutes. You'll start gagging. Chris, make sure you're not drinking any water when uh, when uh, Kamala comes on The View. She is such, you know what, some of you, if you're a liberal idiot, are going to think I'm a racist for saying this because, you know, she's black. Did you know that she's black? But she is a jackass. I don't know what's worse, okay? Having a vice president who really just sits around and does her nails and, and goes on The View, and, and you really don't hear from her at all? You really don't hear from her at all. Or is it better to have her around and then you get to hear from her? 
and you realize how obnoxious she is. Do you remember that she uh, she tracked uh, when she dropped out of the uh, the presidential campaign? Remember back when she hated Joe Biden and thought he was a racist and a, and a sexual abuser? Remember that? Uh, if you remember, uh, she's not even liked in California. She only tracked about one percent <laughs> coming out of her own state, man. When she de- when she got off the campaign trail, so she's going to be on the View. Boy, that's exciting news. So make sure you you check that out. Actually, don't. I I, I have too much respect for you. Uh, also, let's see, Dr. Fauci, I want to get into this, get, get into this for just a little bit. Dr. Fauci was talking to Major Garrett, uh, yesterday, I think, last, yeah, yesterday, uh, on whatever channel he's on now. I guess, I think it's CBS, I'm not sure. And, uh, the, the story out of The Guardian came up, and we talked about this for quite a while yesterday. And, uh, give me a call if you want to comment, 210-599-5555 where Pentagon dollars were actually given, uh, I can't remember, I think it was like $14 million or something like that, Pentagon dollars were given to this EcoHealth Alliance, uh, which then gave that money to the Wuhan lab, and as the, according to The Guardian, the, the money was to fund research, this gain-of-function research, where, <laughs> think about this, where the, the, the virus was manipulated uh, through the proteins, I believe, to become infectious to human beings. That's what they did. They weaponized this virus, apparently using Pentagon money. And Major Garrett asked Dr. Fauci about it, and you know what he said? Uh, when he, when Major Garrett, what he asked him, he said, uh, what, what is your greatest regret? Do you have any regrets about that or about any of this? He said, my only regret is that that story has become a distraction. It's a, it's a distraction from what we really need to be focusing on, which is fighting this virus. So, in other words, don't bother with how this thing came about. Don't, don't worry about where the freaking money came from, okay? But, uh, you know, do worry about uh, uh, getting that mask on, socially distancing. Unless you're a rich Democrat, then you don't have to. But, you know, if you're, if you're a rich Democrat, don't worry about it. Go to your parties, go to your weddings, right? Go hang out with your buddies, your celebrity buddies. But all you stinking little people, all you smelly little people, make sure you got your mask on. Make sure your kids always got a mask on. Get the vaccine and stop asking me so many stupid questions about my part in, in funding this research that created this damn virus. And I said it yesterday, and we'll go to the phones. It's also Free Form Friday, so whatever the hell's on your mind, whatever you want to talk about. There's so much to talk about every single stinking day. Uh, you know, uh, this guy, I, I, it, it, you really aren't hearing a lot about this story. And, and to my mind, this story should be huge. Pentagon money, okay? M- military dollars, tax dollars. In other words, it's entirely possible... And wrap your noggin around this. It's entirely possible that, in a sense, you, you, well, not in a sense, actually, you and I paid for this virus that has, you know, killed however many millions of people around the world and has, frankly, upended all of our lives. How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Here's John. John, how you doing? Well, I'm all confused, uh, like Horowitz, but... Uh... 
I'm trying to connect the dots on a couple stories. The first story was the one that came out of Del Rio about flying them out of uh, flying the uh, illegal immigrants out of Laughlin Air Force Base, and then the story about the Haitians. And I'm wondering if there's uh, any connection between the two, if they were using that. I hadn't heard a peep about using. Uh, Laughlin to fly them out of there. How are they doing that? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, we, the, the, the problem with that, with the whole issue of where they're going and how they're getting there, nobody knows. We, we don't really know because they've lied about it. <laughs> they've lied about well, it consistently. So I, you know, I don't know. It's entirely possible. The, uh, I know that I know they're flying out of SA. The logistics of of assembling fifteen thousand people is a big project. And they didn't they didn't fly fifteen thousand people out of there. They they to back to Haiti. They they flew a few back to Haiti, and uh, and everybody right. else you know went to whatever states or towns. We we got them here in the I'm, airport. I'm talking about bringing them there, getting them coordinated for them to I, hit all at one time. That's I don't know, man. Project. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I appreciate the call. I mean, I wish I had some answers for you, but I don't know. Here's Guy. Guy, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm great. How y'all doing? Another day in paradise. Hey, uh, I got a comment. They uh, keep talking about the biggest threat to our country is domestic. Um, and right. I think because Democrats are pretty smart. they uh, I mean, they're not stupid, but they keep um, pushing people and pushing people, and they don't intend to quit. And they're going to keep doing it till there is a problem. And that's why they're setting up that di- that dialogue about the biggest threat that way they can just well, yeah, well, well they, what they're doing is they're they're basically trying to demonize their political opponents or political opposition so th- there is in other words there is no massive movement of domestic terrorists it, it's not happening it's not happening okay but you want to demonize folks that uh, may vote Republican as being domestic terrorists. That's that's why the insurrection. Well, I, there I'm calling it the insurrection. Uh, that, right. That's their word. The the January sixth thing uh, it was it was unfortunate in the sense that it gave them uh, something to hitch this domestic terrorist accusation to. They've been they've been and I appreciate the call. They've been accusing uh, basically their political opponents of being domestic terrorists ever since Janet Napolitano was running. Homeland Security and Obama was in office. It's one of the first things he did. And so they've been at it for a long time. January 6th gave him ammunition for that, if you will, to basically uh, say that, you know, essentially guys like me and Trey and Jack are domestic terrorists. We're, we're potential domestic terrorists because of our opinions. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. is take a little break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Hi, how are you? Everybody having a fun Friday? We got line, full lines, man. And again, we're kind of free-forming it because there's so many different situations that we're kind of dealing with today. So whatever's on your brain. Border stuff, COVID stuff, economic stuff. Costco's going to stop is going to start uh, uh, limiting your purchases because uh, the cost of supplies and packaging is going up. So we have a, a, a Trey and I were talking about this on Where and Rhyme. I'm not trying to depress the crap out of you, but uh, you know we we have uh, we, we we have an economic crisis that's creeping up on us. Oh, Biden right now is talking. He's talking about tax hikes. I just think it's about paying your fair share. He says. 
Do you have it? Do you want to listen to a minute? We can go ahead. Goes through here like it did in Queens. What's going to happen? What are we going to do? By the way, I don't. I don't. You know. You know. I. I. I I'm just not sure that I want. You know. Uh, my son or daughter to uh, uh, to be going into school when so many people are not vaccinated. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, what? you know, I'm not sure I want Kenny to be there doing this. But these are practical things people are talking about. And they're looking down the road and they're looking at cost of living issues as well. And so what's the cost of living issues? Well, it's because we're in a position where the the ability to have the product, the the elements of the production of a product that, in fact, need to go into the production of that product are, are, are hard to get a hold of because people are in trouble. They're not able to produce them. They're not able to get it or they're being hoarded. It's like, you know, what we have with and we're making progress. What but the like hell is he talking about? To, uh, um, making sure we have the computer chips to be able to keep, uh, as in the, in the vernacular, to keep, you know, build automobiles. Vernacular. That's what they call them. I think them. everybody was kind of surprised when I, I, I think if I had said to you, I may be dead wrong, but if I had said to you in, say, uh, um, April, that I was going to get all three major manufacturers of American automobiles saying they're going to go electric, I doubt whether you thought I, that could be done. Well, we're out here in the back lawn. They've all of a sudden figured it out. They've had a bit of in a the vernacular. And they've realized, whoa, wait a minute. It's the president of the United States. China's investing billions of dollars. China's getting battery technology. We're going to build blah, blah. And this is going to happen anyway. <laughs> Why did he say blah, blah, blah? Again, I'll, I'll just conclude by saying I, this is a process. And it's You're a process. That's why I don't look at the polls. Not a joke. Because it's going, <laughs> why to, is it so funny? It's going to go down, it's going to go up. And hopefully at the end of the day, oh. I'll be able to deliver on what I said I would do. One, bringing the country together on a few and very important things like on infrastructure. Getting us in a position where we can have some, some coherent policy relative to foreign policy where there's agreement. <laughs> Moving us in a position where we're able to actually generate the kind of change in the dynamic of how we grow the economy. Not eliminate the super wealthy, not at all, but allow the working class and the middle class to be able to build out and up. And that can be done, and like I said, Every time I hear, and I drive my staff crazy, every time I hear I this is going to cost A, B, C, or D, the truth is, based on the commitment that I made, it's going to cost nothing because we're going to raise the revenue. <laughs> raise the revenue to pay for the things we're talking about. That's and all you and me, man. And right now, if you take a look at the, uh, the reconciliation <laughs> piece, a trillion dollars of that is the tax cuts. What? Not raising anybody's taxes, it's tax cuts. People can be paying less taxes, but the people paying less taxes are going to be working class folks. Oh. So it's going to put women back to work. What? It's going to put people in situations where they have, a, as I know you're tired of hearing me saying, but I'll never, my dad's constant refrain just give people a little breathing room. <laughs> a little breathing room. 
Thank you, guys. And off he goes. That's your president. What? He he is he's really getting to the point where he's barely making sense. Vernacular? What the hell? Microchips in the vernacular. You know what we need, champ, is we need microchips in the vernacular. So people can have some breathing room. Oh, Lord. Whew. Ha! <laughs> that was live, man. And uh, I'm, you see, I'm sure he does drive his staff crazy, especially when he starts talking. That's probably when he drives them the craziest is when he starts talking and there's microphones and TV cameras around. Because I don't know about you, Chris, am I hearing, am I, you know, see, hearing something? That sounded like a bunch of gibberish. He's, he's going to, you're going to get a tax cut because he's going to raise the revenue. Just like that, abracadabra. What, like off the... Like, he's going to find it under a mushroom? I mean, what the hell? Are leprechauns going to bring him that trillion dollars? Raise revenue? Well, that's you and me, man. (laughs) I'm going to cut taxes by raising your taxes. Oh, okay. Whew. Oh, boy. We're screwed. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. I don't know what else is. I mean, we're screwed, man. Well, it's kind of like how Bernie Sanders said, "Well, the healthcare is not going to be expensive because people are going to be saving money, not you know being sick." <laughs> right. Oh man, that was bad. Uh, you feel better? You feel better? But and, and, you know, right on cue too, because I was talking about the economic crisis, right? And Costco, and boom shakalaka. There's President Biden to reassure us that yes. An economic disaster is coming. Blah, blah, blah. I think you think that's maybe like the first time an American president has actually said blah, blah, blah. Um, let's, I need a break. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210 Take a break. We'll be right back. Again, Kinky Friedman coming up at 1035. Uh, Rudy J, I think, will be with us uh, from ESPN, uh, I believe, at uh, 10, uh, 10.15, rather. So, busy little show. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 107.1. Coming up, gay porn in Virginia. <laughs> no, really. At, like a kid's school, a uh, school, public school in the library. Gay porn on the way. Uh, right now, we were uh, we just listened to a bit of the president rambling about taxes and how he's going to cut your taxes by raising your taxes. And then he thought he tossed in blah blah blah. I think I didn't hear the front end of the speech, but I don't feel like I missed anything. <laughs> he's just getting worse, man. He's getting worse. He doesn't make any sense, dude. Chris and I were listening, and we were. I mean, it's sad, but we were laughing because he was he was so incoherent. Mi- microchips in the vernacular? Uh, God. Let's go to, um, here's John. John, how are you doing? 
Hey, how are you doing, Sean? Not too bad, man. What are you What are you thinking? Well, Sean, you're you're a Rush fan, right? An old Rush fan. What uh, the band or the uh, talk show host? The band. <laughs> Not nah, sort of maybe. Why? Well, you know, life, uh, Alex Lifeson, when they got their music award, that was one of the quotes that was done for the. Uh, he said the blah 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 quote. That's so, what he said. So when the he guy from Rush. What's right. this? The guy from Rush received the award on the stage. Right. And that was his remark and or rebuttal when they gave him. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. You, you, but the president wasn't quoting Rush. Of he course did. not. But it's <laughs> blah, blah, blah. The same sarcasm. So you, I don't think he was being sarcastic. I think his mind went blank and he filled in the blanks with blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Because a couple times when we were listening, right, Chris, couldn't you just feel him intellectually just drop off the cliff? And then he, you know, when he when he drops off the cliff like that, what I mean is you, you lose your thought, right? He falls off the intellectual cliff there, the brain cliff, and then he's got to grab for a limb so he can get back to where he sort of was. And I think the limb was blah blah blah. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Richard. Richard, how you doing? <clears throat> hey, pretty good. Happy Friday, I think, Sean. Happy yeah. Friday, yes. Yes. Uh, hey, I just, uh, you know, I heard you're cutting in the, uh, the Manchurian candidate for president <laughs> there. And uh, all I can think of is between him and General Minnie in charge of the Pentagon, uh, what, what else could you expect? I mean, really? <laughs> he, but he's getting worse. You know, it's not, he's getting oh, yeah. worse. I mean, that yeah, was barely yeah. comprehensible, what he was saying. I, I didn't get it when he said comprehension. I mean, I <laughs> I don't think he knows the definition of the word. Uh, you're right, yeah. Uh, you know, because we we both cracked. Chris and I were cracking up when he threw out the comprehension uh, statement. I'm like, you're not being comprehensible. <laughs> so, exactly right, all right, John. All right, man, I appreciate Y'all it. have a good one. All right, thank you. Very strange. Cindy's been on hold for a long time, and uh, Cindy, how you doing? Hey, Sean, I'm so glad you're back in the saddle, man. I pray Me too. for you every day. Well, thank and, you. And you know what? Now that you, even though you don't, you can't smoke and all that, you haven't lost your personality, and that's what I'm. <laughs> well, that, that's the good thing, man. Thank this you. City needs, this city really needs it. I appreciate Sean, that. I just wanted to tell you, I've spent the last few weeks uh, trying to help somebody convalesce in the skilled center. There's a guy in there that really should be in the psych ward. But, you know, with everything that's going on, let me just say when we do leave, which will be soon, this guy's going to be sorely missed. You know, he's screaming for Lisa. He's banging. Well, I, what, he's, this got to, I mean, I'm not sure what we're, what we're talking well, about what here. What it has to do with this is what the hell Biden's doing to our brains, man. We're all going to end up like this. <laughs> oh, we I really got... are, man. We're gonna, he's trying to put us in the effing psych ward, okay? <laughs> okay. So, so, no, truly. But let right. me just tell you this. The right. young people are getting it. It's good versus evil, okay? Well, I, I hope so, and I, I got to run, but I, I, we are getting more and more young people screaming, uh, blank Joe Biden. Blank Joe Biden. It, you know, and I, I'll say this, you know, and, and then we'll, we'll talk about gay porn in our schools. Um, you know, I, I, it is, it is difficult. And I, you know, I, cause I, I have, have had issues with like anxiety and depression. I'm not, I'm not throwing down the victim card or anything like that, but it's, it's a reality of my life, you know? And, uh, and these days when you really start taking in and I got to slog through the news every day and I, I love my job. Don't get me wrong. 
But, man, it is a lot of depressing crap right now that's going on, whether you're talking about the border, COVID, the economy, you know, and and this guy's been in office for, what, nine months, ten months? You know, and look at all the hell that's uh, that, they, that they have wreaked, I just said wreaked. Upon the land, I mean, it's it's a it's a horrible. It's it's not just one situation. It's a multitude of situations. Afghanistan, you know. And uh, if you when you really stop and and I, and I when I really am, you know not on the air because when I'm on there I'm on the air I'm I'm in a different focus. You know what I mean? I'm just riffing, man. I'm getting my opinions out there, man. But you know, in the silence of my brain, when I'm sitting around at home and I'm thinking about crap, it can it can really get you down. So, I mean, there's some validity to what uh, what our, our friend was just saying in that these are not easy times in which we're living in. We are not living in an easy moment uh, from a history, from a his- someday from a historical you know perspective. There's a, just one fire going on. There's, multi- there's multiple fires going on, multiple crises. And uh, that's why I try to be funny and I try to crack you up as much as possible because you need it. And, and And frankly, you know what? When I make people laugh, it brings me joy too, and it helps alleviate some of my stress and some of my depression about all this stuff, all this stuff. Because no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through in your life, and everybody is going through something, okay. When you layer all the stuff that's going on in this country and on the on planet Earth on top of all that stuff, it magn. I used to say this about COVID, that whatever your issues are, they're magnified by COVID. Well, now you got COVID again. You got the border. You got the economy. You got Afghanistan. You got all kinds of crap going on. Cost of living. So you got to keep your chin up, and uh, you got to you got to try to stay positive and maintain some hope inside yourself, and have a few laughs every now and again. Or yeah, you might go li- crazy <laughs> in these crazy times. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We're gonna take a break, and then uh, when I get back, I'll tell you about this uh, school school board meeting. Uh, in Fairfax, Virginia, and what one mom did. And it's pretty interesting stuff. Dark and depressing and weird, but this woman, you'll, you, she'll be your hero uh, once I, I tell you about this story. It's coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. It's Friday. Yeah, I think people are just getting sick and tired of stuff, man. And I, and we have another example of a parent at a school board meeting giving them what for. Uh, her name is Stacy Langst- uh, Langton. Stacy Langton. She has a kid at Fairfax High School, Fairfax, Virginia. I've been there. Spent a lot of time there. It's kind of an upper income uh, uh, place. Uh, you know, not far from uh, from Washington D.C. And uh, she was inspired by the parent in Texas uh, who, uh, you know, went and checked out some of the, you know, reading materials and curricula uh, out of her kid's school and found some pretty bad stuff. And so, I don't know, do we still have the audio? We can play some of that. Both books describe different acts. One book describes a fourth grade boy and an adult male. The other book has detailed illustrations of a man having sex with a boy. The illustrations include 
sex toys, and violent nudity. Pedophilia here. From the author, Maya Kobabe. Quote, I can't wait to have your I am going to give you the of your life, and then I want you in end quote. From the author, Jonathan Evison. What if I told you I touched another guy's What if I told you I I was 10 years old, but it's true. I Doug Goebel's the real estate guy, and he mine too. This is not an oversight at Fairfax High I'm School. I'm sorry. Do not interrupt my time. I would like to remind everybody. I will stand here until my time is restored and my time is finished. These books are in stock and available in the libraries of Robinson, For high school Langley, students, and Annandale <laughs> High School. Wow. Pornography is offensive um, to all Ploy people. All right. It is offensive. Yeah, the, 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 the school board uh, person interrupts her and says, for high school students. So let me ask you, is that appropriate for high school students? <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if you, and these are books available in the school library. Now, I, I went to high school. I don't remember nothing like that being in the school library back in the 80s. The fact is, if you gave a book like that, we talked about this on Where and Rhyme, if you gave a book like that to a minor, I don't care if they're 17 or 16, you would be guilty of a crime. You know, you can't find Mark Twain, right? <laughs> Little boogers can't, can't read Mark Twain. They can't read half the classics that you and I grew up with because there's some insensitivity involved in, in, in archaic stereotypes. Right? But they can read this stuff. <laughs> and can you believe the school boards for high school students? For high school students. Like, that makes all the difference. Man. And the absurdity of, of saying there are children present. When... Look, if you're, if you're in high school, you're, you're still a child. You're, you're, you're a minor. You're, you're not... There's stuff legally you you can't do, you know. Again, if you gave such a book to someone, somebody under the age of 18, you would be guilty of a crime. I don't care if they're in high school or not. That's crazy. And more parents need to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thankful. I, I don't have a kid in the, in the public school system anymore. And, and you know what? It wasn't all that great when my kid was in high school and middle school. It's it's apparently even worse now, and, and I don't you know. I I I don't understand anybody because if you have it in the library, right? Then what are you trying to do? You're trying to normalize it to a certain extent. Who who in their right mind would want to normalize sex between an adult male and a little boy? That's again, that's a crime. Oh my God. I am, man. I, I'm thankful. My, and, and, you know, college is weird enough. You know, my, my kid's kind of a hippie right now. You know, that's fine. <laughs> she and I don't talk politics, Chris. We never, we never talk politics. <laughs> you know, we don't. You just get the, oh, dad. I get the, oh, dad. 
and she was out here a few months ago. I put on uh, I put on uh, Fox News. Oh, Dad, sees the Trump Buddha sitting on my uh, on my desk. Oh, oh, Dad. <laughs> you know, and this kid grew up watching me do this show. You know what I mean? Right, Chris? We used to have her in the studio all the time when I was doing the old night show. And it really never bugged until, you know, until she started going to college, then, you know. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, all I say to my kid is, uh, you know, I don't care what you believe, as long as you know why you believe it. As long as you did your own investigating, you did your own research, you came to your own conclusion. That's all I will ever require of you or ask of you. But, man, there's some crazy crap going on in the public schools. There are more people homeschooling their kids now than in recent memory. And I don't blame them at all. Or, as Trey mentioned, they're going to charter schools or going to private schools or ponying up the money to get their kid to a school of their choice. It's crazy. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Every president is elected to weather storms and navigate crises, um, and they come to every presidency. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yeah, not like this, though, man. <laughs> News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? I mentioned a little while ago, I think, about Dr. Fauci. And how uh, people shouldn't be distracted. By the fact that Pentagon dollars were probably used to fund this gain of function. Well, you know, to change, to upgrade the virus, the coronavirus from bats to humans. You and I probably paid for it. <laughs> Think about them apples. Well, you know, you and me in China. But I, I got to, this is just funny, man, because I, 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 I got to toss this in. But I am going to talk about the 30th anniversary of the, of Nevermind, because that's, that's cool, man. That's cool and disturbing at the same time. I'll explain why. Uh, but in Oregon, in Oregon, I ain't never been to Oregon. Chris, you ever been to Oregon? Don, you ever been to Oregon? Nope. I ain't never been to Oregon, but in Oregon, the Oregon... I've had no reason to Oregon. <laughs> Me neither. I, 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 guess, I hear it's beautiful. Right. But I don't, you know, know much about it. It's Oregon. Yeah. Y- 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 I just picture, you know, a lot of heavy fog, big trees, <laughs> angry white people. Angry so. white people. <laughs> Spittoons. <laughs> the Oregon Health Alliance uh, has said that you can now be intimate with people as long as you're both vaccinated. So, in fact, you can kiss another human being as long as you're both vaccinated. Now, what's going to happen if... if- Somebody happens to come upon two people, I don't know, making out on a park bench somewhere. <laughs> Which is always Are they going to demand to see their vax cards? I mean, what's going Let to happen? Let me see the vax cards and yeah. I shall throw you both in the pit. And what's the punishment if they are not with one is vaccinated and one of the others not? Or perhaps, you know. Well, I mean, you have to find I mean, what if you're like on a blind date and you get lucky? you got to like pull out your vax cards? Yeah. Avoid kissing anyone who is not part of your small circle of close contacts. Here's what they say. You are your safest sex partner. That's it. It's on the website, man. Wait a minute. You are your safest sex partner. I thought we were in this together. (laughs) Now we're in separate rooms. 
You are your safest sex partner. Can't that make it? My mom always told me that made me go blind. Right. Kissing can easily pass COVID-19. Avoid kissing anyone who is not part of your small circle of close contacts. But you can be kissing on all those people. Uh, let's see. This is from the Fox News story. Other dating tips by OHA. OHA. Include meeting your love interest outdoors. You don't want to have date night outside, man, where people can see you. Well, like in the front yard. Well, you know. Out there on the plains. <laughs> hey, baby, stand over there. <laughs> you're looking good, baby. Hey, you look now good. Stay from, over there. You look good from six feet away. Woo! Uh, let's see here. Wearing a mask in crowded public spaces. If your date has potential coronavirus symptoms, the date should be postponed for 10 days. If you postpone the date for 10 days, there ain't going to be no date, man. <laughs> you ain't gonna be no ain't gonna be no date. Dating in Oregon in the age of coronavirus. Remember, and this is my public servant uh, public service announcement for the day. Remember, you are your safest sex partner. Okay, so there you go. That's the stupidest thing ever. You are your safest sex partner. Wasn't that a Billy Idol song? <laughs> also, your unsafest sex partner. <laughs> Can you be loving on yourself if you ain't been vaccinated? <laughs> Moms, yeah, tell your kid, yeah. Hey, that'll give me COVID. <laughs> Make you go blind and give me COVID. Hey, was it good for me? <laughs> was it good for me, too? <laughs> I still respect me. <laughs> rocked my world. <laughs> I rocked my world. <laughs> Deucey and saggy is it? Get over here, Tiger. I, me, me, come over here to myself. <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's just a public health official. It gets paid a lot of money sitting around and coming they, up with this crap. And they said to the, you know, you need to do something. <laughs> you need to do something. I know you're bored. It's Oregon, but do something well, to uh, you know uh, justify your taxpayer funded salary. No one's going to believe it unless you have a Dr. Ruth accent, anyway. That's true. <laughs> right. You are your favorite sex partner. That was the worst Dr. Ruth <laughs> imitation I've ever done. Dr. Ruth all of a sudden came from New York. <laughs> I'm trying, what was she, German? I'm trying to think what she was. You are your I can't do it. Never mind. Just remember, kids, you are your kids. You are your safest sex partner. Read that in a book somewhere. Read <laughs> that in a book in Fairfax, Virginia. <laughs> Fairfax, Virginia. <laughs> Ma'am, ma'am, there are children. Kids, you are your safest sex partner. Read the books. All right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Never 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 mind is thirty years old today. Today. And uh oh man. I you know, I never I didn't really like I wasn't a big fan of the first of insecticide and then they did bleach. Or I, I don't know which came first, because Bleach, I think, was the first, not not major label. Right. Uh, Insecticide was an indie project, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really care much for either of, those, either of those records. Right. Well, you know, I think at that point they were still trying to find their way. Yeah. You know, I, it took a, you know, oftentimes, as is the case with bands like that. Right. They have the idea, but you bring in a producer, I think it was... Big Bruce Big, perhaps? I think I think it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, you Who later bring, on, ended up playing for Garbage, didn't he? Right, yeah, a, a great producer. Yeah, and, and you bring in somebody like that who kind of shares that vision, but knows how to get there. How to get there, and, right? And I think once he came into play, you know, all bets were off. Never mind, it was a great record. 
just bar none. Not a bad song on that record. And, uh, in fact, I was listening to it yesterday just for a little bit in the car in my rolling CD player. And in Eudora was a great. And it, you, you wonder what they would be doing now had Kurt, you know, had Kurt lived, uh, or what he would be doing now. Mm-hmm. Cause he'd be our age. He'd be, you know, 54. Right. He and I are, you know, both born in October of 67. You know, I don't, I don't think that the band would have lasted. I don't think so. I, I think because they pulled him else. out to the front so much. Right, um, right. That you it, know, it was bound to happen. He would go off on his own. Yeah, he probably would have done something like that. I don't know. We'll never know. But man, that was thirty years though. That's what the, the, the reason that story is kicking my butt today is because oh my god, that was a quick thirty years. <laughs> Holy crap, man! Right, it went by quick. Thirty years ago, I was living in Delaware with a chick from New Jersey, and I got out of radio. Well, no for wonder it. you liked that miserable album so much. <laughs> I was miserable. And, uh, it fit your mood. I was living in, I got out of radio for a couple of years and I was working at a Wawa store. Anybody know what a Wawa store is? It's like a convenience store. It's like right? a convenience store. Like, they also got like a deli. Yeah. And, uh, I did that for a couple of years. I was actually a telemarketer for a little while. Real jobs suck. MBNA? <laughs> MBNA. I, yeah, I live right down, I lived in Newark, right to, uh, down from MBNA. I did uh, temporary work for them for a little while and that was miserable. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't happy in the relationship. I wasn't happy with my work life. And Nevermind comes along. <laughs> I was like, I love this music, man. Something you can relate to. It, it really was. But it's just, it's, it's weird. And you, you, you know, when we were younger, you would hear older guys like us say, it goes quickly. It goes quickly. You don't realize. And I'm like, nah. Right. 30 freaking years, man. I'll be honest. I was never a big fan. You're not a big. I know you've said that. But, you, you, you know, however, are, neither one of you are a big, really big uh, Nirvana fan. But I will say this: I loved the video to "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Oh, it's great. I don't know why, but I thought it was a great music video. It is a great video. Uh, it's all, like the, the, all apologies the, is a good video too from In Utero. Yeah. It's one of those instances where the where the images fit the song. Yeah, you know. I, you know, and I, I think I think at that point, I, it, it, that's why it resonated. That whole grunge thing kind of resonated. Because then I, I, a few years later, after I got back into radio, I ended up doing alt rock for a number of years on a morning show at the beach, and so I was playing all this grunge stuff. Because uh, you know, a lot of that stuff, even after uh, Kurt died, they, you know, the grunge movie kind of kept going, and Soundgarden was still doing great stuff. STP was doing great stuff. Then along comes Green Day, and they're kind of in a more punk. And so I was playing that music on the air and uh, and uh, just fell in love with it. And I, I think it's because I was miserable and angry. So, you know, <laughs> when you're miserable and angry, that music grunge kind of resonates with you. It was, what, you. it was one of those things like punk where it didn't hang around for long. Right, right. You know, because it came along, you know, what was happening before that? You know, all the hair, <laughs> the all spandex the hair bands, and all you that, know. So, all that crap I hate. So here comes the grunge <laughs> thing, and they do all right for a while. Cobain dies. And so it kind of, you know, fades a little bit. And the next thing that comes along is the post-grunge stuff with your Hootie and the Blowfish and oh, things God. like that. Oh, Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Sister Hazel. Freaking Creed. <laughs> Sister Hazel. Ugh, I had to play some of that crap, too, and I hated it, man. Ugh. And then that, remember that, and then there was a ska, you know, those big, big, you had the cherry pop at daddies, and then you had right. the ska, some ska bands were popping up here and there. No doubt. No doubt. Music just kind of meandered for a little while after grunge died. Right. And didn't really have a point, you know? And that trend continues. <laughs> and it continues to this very day. <laughs>
pumping out the crap, man. Just keep pumping out the crap. Five more years, we'll celebrate 30 years of no point whatsoever. <laughs> Pointless damn music, man. <laughs> Little boogers can't even get through a full mu- you know, minute of the song anymore. Right. You know, I, it's that's really not fair. I think that there's still some good stuff out there. I just think that it's not as readily available for us to consume it's not to grab out of the airwaves and and, and take right. with us you know you right. got you have to go looking for it now well and there's just so many more media options now right. as far as how you get music and and really also uh you know i remember uh talking about this uh, during south by so what the first year in austin with some musical producers i was interviewing is that you know people can really do a pretty good job of producing their own music now right so you don't really you, you have so much music that is being recorded and put out there yeah that it's it's much harder now to kind of sift through all that and find stuff that you really like so gone are the days where it's really just 10 songs that everybody's listening to you know right for a period of time chris were you a nirvana fan yeah cuz you like that death metal stuff so i figured that'd be nirvana might be a little light for you <laughs> it was a good start <laughs> Sam Nirvana sounds like Yanni. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to that to calm down. He listens to Nirvana to calm down, man. Yeah, I like to sit back with a nice glass of wine and <laughs> by the well, fireplace listening to Nevermind. Drink some chamomile and listen yeah. to put it on your utero. <laughs> yeah, it's good uplifting music. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm John Hyde. I'm John. This is my show. Uh, 210-599-5555. Very quickly, here's Charles. Charles, how you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. How about yourself? Uh, another day in paradise, man. Another day on planet Earth. How you doing? Well, welcome to Friday. Welcome <laughs> oh, to Friday. yeah. But anyway, I wanted to get on, on two things. First of all, I, I, I wanted to comment on your earlier thing that you had about that school. That's disgusting. Mm. That is really disgusting, and I and I just hope to God maybe something will be done. If I'm not, I don't know the laws, but if you if you show a minor some type of you know pornographic material, I thought that was against the it's, law. It is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> you know. Well, well, let me just tell you, you hit it right on the nose that the teachers that we have right now are pushing that. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. It, it's hit home locally, not on that graphic nature. I don't think yet but on the basic uh, line. And I, I can tell you that one of our elected officials uh, here locally used to tell his students that everything was great about men and men being together. And he used to preach that in his, in wow. his high school classes. Wow. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to name names. Right, right, right. You know who I know. You know, well, you have a good day. And I just thought I'd let you know that. Right. You know, thank you. Keep up the good work. I yeah, appreciate it, man. You. Thank you. Thank you. Here's uh, Rick. Rick, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? I don't want to talk politics because I'm just so sick of it. Yeah, all. I, I, I uh, believe me, yeah. I understand. <laughs> uh, talking about Nirvana. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to listen to them all the time, but the best rendition of Nirvana that I have ever heard was from Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> you know, there's a story behind that in that because um, he did uh, – <laughs> Well, it smells like Teen Spirit, right? Then they do a, a, a mock-up yeah, of that. Smells, yeah, and he, yeah. he asked Cobain if he could do it. And Kurt, the only thing he asked was, well, is it going to be about food? 
like, uh, uh, was it eat it? Like eat it. And, yeah. and he said, no. He said, yeah, sure, go ahead. So that was Kurt's only concern is that's not not be about food. Yeah. So, you know. I, yeah. I, well, I and I, 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 I appreciate the call. I, I just, I loved all that music. You know, and I've, I've, I've really kind of, I, I stopped listening to it for a lot of years. I'll do this where I go in phases. You know, I think a lot of people that listen to music are like that. Uh, where, you know, for a long time I just listened to country, you know, and I was really into the country music. And then I got into classical for a while. I'll go through phases where I just listen to classical music. I love Beethoven and Vivaldi and all those dudes. And then, uh, and then just recently, uh, and, and like the Beatles, like I'll, I'll listen to the Beatles I, or Pink Floyd, some band that I used to really like. And just recently I've rediscovered all this grunge stuff. And I, you know, Kurt wasn't that great of a singer, but he could wail, right? But you look at guys like like uh, Chris Cornell. Dude could sing in four octaves. I mean, you listen to some of those old uh, Soundgarden songs, man, and that guy had an amazing voice, just an amazing singing voice. You look at a guy like, uh, and he, they're both gone now, Scott Weiland, from another one of my favorites, Stone Temple Pilots, who... When they first came out, they were kind of considered, kind of like imitate. They, you know, the, the the real they were out of San Francisco, I think. And the real the guys in Seattle didn't think much of STP when they first came out. But Scott Weiland had an incredible singing voice, and a lot of those guys did. You know, uh, like I said, Cobain just kind of wailed and stuff. But some of the, especially Cornell, I've been listening to a lot of Chris Cornell lately. Just because he just had this amazing singing voice that could do amazing things, and you look at these guys, and most all of them were self-taught. They weren't, you know, they didn't go to a music conservatory to learn how to sing. You know, they just taught themselves. And uh, you look at a guy like Chris Cornell, and uh, and I've, been, I've also been just reading a lot about him, and uh, and uh, uh, he was one of those guys where he didn't leave the studio until he got the vocal right, just the way he wanted it. So apparently he would do lots and lots of takes until he got it just the way he wanted it. Uh, you know, but still, going back to the original story, it's just hard to believe I was... <laughs> Nevermind came out 30 years ago, man. And actually, one of my favorite Nirvana records is uh, is the MTV Unplugged record. That's an incredible recording that uh, was uh, not too... Uh, uh, long before, uh, or before, uh, Cobain died. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, we'll take a break here in a minute. Kinky Freeman's gonna come up, uh, come on the air with us at 1035. And, uh, he's gonna sing a song for us. And it's actually a song that he did uh, a couple of months ago, but I remember when we were, he was doing it, the audio had dropped out, so we wanted to have him, he wanted to redo it. So I'm like, sure, that's fine. He's Kinky Freeman, he can do whatever he wants. Whatever he wants to do on the air. <laughs> so uh, he'll, he'll be coming up in a few minutes, and then we'll spend uh, the last few minutes just kind of gibbering about whatever. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. <laughs> Newstalk 550 KTSA. It's a Sean show, and joining me right now, one of my, one of my all-time favorite people, Mr. Kinky Fraben. All right, boy, I work hard to be uh, one of your favorite people. <laughs> you are, man. You are. You are. How are you doing today? Uh, feeling pretty good. I just watched watched some of that uh, stuff on YouTube. Oh, yeah? 
is pretty funny. What stuff's that? That's uh, what, what? Well, the title I can't even say the title of the, the damn thing. And just... <laughs> okay, you're just watching some YouTube stuff. That's the first three or four songs. On, uh, oh, oh, I got uh, you. Tell, tell me, Sean, about that uh, that store in uh, Bandera. Uh, run by my friend uh, Nancy. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Spirit of Texas. Spirit of Texas has um, uh, what, what is it? Rear, uh, Rearview Mirror. Rearview Mirror Poems. That's got she's got a bunch of my books there. In fact, I think uh, somebody went by to pick one up. That is one hell of a book. That's a great book. Oh, thank you. It's a and, big old fat book of poems. <laughs> um, and, uh, the whole place is good. Also has uh, sells Mexican mouthwash. Uh, <laughs> Man in black tequila. Right, right. Brad, well, who's throwing rocks on the roof? Uh, that was me. I'm kidding. Um, no, we were hearing rocks on the roof. Rocks on the roof. Oh. Now, do you want to? I know uh, we wanted to do a song, uh, and uh, it was a song that you did a, a couple of months ago, but uh, we wanted to do it again. And this is hell? this is uh, one of your original songs, right? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and this is, what is, what is the title of this one again? We'll start with this, we'll play this little booger right now. But something is wrong with this. She liked the women and you liked the men. And that's where I thought that the story would end. But love conquers all, that's what they say, and tells the world to get out of the way. And buddy, you're living my dream, she loves you, or so it would seem. Now you're king of the castle, and she is your queen, and buddy, you're living my dream you both are much younger than me sometimes it takes fresh eyes to see the ways of the world for a boy and a girl who normally never would be with a tear and with a smile I gave her away down the aisle The two of them looked like a storybook They'd beaten the odds for a while And buddy, you're living my dream She loves you, or so it would seem Now you're king of the castle she is your queen, and buddy, you're living my dream. Many months later, I knocked on his door. He wasn't living a dream anymore. The king of the castle lay dead on the floor. He'd taken his life. No sign of the wife Just a gun in his hand And a sorrowful note on the door It said 
Buddy, you're living my dream She loves you, or so it would seem Now you're king of the castle And she is your queen And buddy, you're living my dream Yeah, that's a great tune, man. Buddy, you're living my dream. And that's uh, one of the, one of the new songs, and you've been doing some recording. And uh, that's just a it's an a, a amazing little story there. That's an amazing story in, in the in the in the lyrics of that poem, of that song. Well, it reminds me of uh, Roger Miller a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Reminds me of Kinky Friedman. <laughs> a little bit like Kinky, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. the next thing we have coming out is uh, Live Down Under, which is. Uh, uh, Billy Joe Shaver and me, about 400 years ago in Australia. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty, pretty damn good uh, record. It is. I heard it. I got to listen to it uh, uh, after you guys were done the mix, and uh, it's it's really it's yeah it's 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 Billy Joe and you, and it's it's a great record, and some of the banter in between is great. Yeah, it's uh, it was great. Always great working with uh, Billy Joe and. I think that was one of the last times, but uh, check that one out. That's coming out uh, next month, I believe, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. So we're looking forward to that little booger, I can tell you. <laughs> They're going to love it, man. They're going to love it. Uh, I'm going to have to go, but uh, I'll, I'll give you a call a little later on and see if uh, I'm going to roll up this weekend or not. But uh, uh, we're going to have you back every Friday and uh, let you sing a song and do whatever you want. So Fridays right. with Kinky, man. We'll see you down the highway, brother. All right, man. I love you, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Kinky Friedman, man. He is, uh, there's, there, there's only one of him, Chris. There's only one of him. 210-599-5555. 210 Open lines for the final few moments. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071, the final few moments of the show. My wife heard me talking about the Oregon story, where the health of lights in Oregon says you can be kissing on other people as long as you's both vaxxed. And my wife sent me a text that said, I'm not kissing you because you got cooties. Does a mask prevent... Does a does a mask protect you from other people's cooties, or do you do you are there are there cootie variants? When you're a little kid, well, maybe that Don Morgan, we were about the same age, and Chris, maybe you did this too, like when you're a little kid and you touch somebody, say, "You got I gave you cooties," and then we had this thing, shield. Do you remember that? But then you say, "Bounce back." No. You don't remember that? No. The Cootie War, the Great Cootie Wars of like <laughs> Well, you know, the Cootie things, yeah, you know, but No, we had bounce back and shield. Yeah, some Did... people I went to school with actually had cooties. Yeah, well so, that was high school. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do the circle circle dot dot and now you've had a cootie shot? No, that's weird. <laughs> um, that's too no, much I, to I remember. Never, it's too much to remember, man. I was freaking, you know, nine eight, seven or eight, I don't know. Cooties, shield, bounce back. Oh, I got the cooties. Then along came the 80s, uh, late 80s, and people were getting other kinds of cooties. 
Sorry. Trying to get cooties. <laughs> <laughs> Take all the cooties you've got. Gentleman in aisle four needs a price on the... Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. At least I have instructions. He's <laughs> got the comb. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> you can't drown them. <laughs> Little boogers can breathe underwater, man. Oh, God. I don't know. Not that I would know. <laughs> Gentleman in aisle four wearing the Rattle and Hum T-shirt needs the uh, a price on the... Anyway. Yeah, the guy's scratching. <laughs> Yeah, there's no there's no shield to bounce back with that, man. Well, the real uncomfortable looking fellow over there. Issues <laughs> before the internet, you little pukes, when you couldn't order that crap online. All right. There was no discretion. <laughs> My God, obviously not. Because <laughs> if you got those kind of cooties, yeah, you was oh, you was being quite indiscreet. <laughs> just just say it. Some of you are laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about because, well, you had them. Um, just saying, man. 210-599-5555. Disgusting. Well, hey. Uh, you know, it's, that's life. That's what all the people say. Uh, here's uh, Sam. Sam, how you doing? Great, Sean Ram Ariaga. Hey, happy gallbladder day. It's gallbladder health awareness day. You're right. So yeah, be aware of your you gallbladder. Do you know how do you you know how you prevent the cooties? I don't we know. Talked about it just a few minutes ago. You're your best partner. You're, <laughs> in Oregon, they told you, yeah, you are your best sex partner. That's right. By the way, did you get socks yet? I yes, I got socks. Oh my god, yes, I have socks. You, got I, socks. I embarrassed my my wife is so embarrassed by the fact that I've been wearing the same pair of socks for three days. That she went and bought me some socks. When I, by the time I got home, what was that Wednesday? By the time I got home on Wednesday, I had socks because I embarrassed my wife into buying me socks. So September twenty second would be so- National Sock Day, then, right? That, right, National Sean's Got New Socks Day. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! You have a blessed weekend, brother. All right, you too, man. Thank you, sir. Oh, it's also Hug a Vegetarian Day. So if you see Don Morgan, give him a big old give him a big old hug. Vegan cooties or vegetarian cooties? Vegetarian cooties. They go well with ranch. If you get cooties from yourself, then you got Uties. 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 Can you give yourself those kinds of cooties? Because if you can, you in bad shape, man. Uties. Um, you know, I think actually, because just reviewing the week, you know, the whole thing about Jen Sackey and Steve Ducey, or not Steve Ducey. The, the sun also rises. Uh, uh, Peter Doocy. Remember we were talking, like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, they were secretly hooking up? Like, they have, like, a love-hate thing. We, you know, I want to replay that at some point. That was such a funny bet. I'm still laughing about that crap, man. Maybe next week sometime we'll play it. We, we ought to start doing that. Maybe, like, playing, like, a best-of segment every now and again. Because that was some funny crap, man. Chris, you had about a thousand great lines. And uh, so maybe, because I've been looking for things to kind of do with the show, you know, different segments and stuff. Maybe we'll start doing a best of segment like once a week. We play something that was just, you know, just off the hook, man. <laughs> the idea of Steve Tusi and Jen Saggy hooking up at a cheap motel in Georgetown. 
like there's cheap motels in Georgetown. Funny one, Sean. Uh, 210-599-5555. we got a couple of minutes here uh, if you want to give us a call. Uh, Kamala is on the, was on The View or is going to be on The View. I don't even know when the hell they show The View. That's, I cannot believe that show has been on the, you know who the basic audience of The View would be? Stupid women. There, I said it. Stupid women and the odd moronic gay guy. That, that, those are the people who watch The View. It's The Pew. The Pew. Because I, I can't believe that show's been on. That show, and I know they got a, they always got a token conservative chick on there. McCain's leaving. Her big butt's leaving the show, and uh, I don't know who they're going to put in. I don't care. But they always got to have a token Republican chick to beat up on. Whoopi Goldberg is an incredibly funny comedian, comedian and actress. She is dumb as a sack of rocks, though, when it comes to politics. Joy Behar, dumb as a... That show, the view... Because if you want to see a double shot of obnoxious, like if you're not just... You're just not getting enough obnoxious today, okay? Your obnoxious quotient is a little low. Your obnoxious levels are down, okay? Watch Kamala Harris on The View. Four obnoxious, obnoxious, stupid women and her, who is also obnoxious and stupid. That's a double helping. That's a big old plate full of obnoxious right there, man. Because you know Kamala's going to be laughing her ass off. It's going to be a cackle fest. Oh, God. Probably tell a few anti-Trump jokes. Maybe a fly on the Pence's head. Oh, God. Yeah, because that's hip. What do you think? Do you think they'll talk about the border? No. <laughs> I don't I don't even know when the show's on, but yeah, that show's been making women look like dumbasses for a long time. It really does. I, I know a lot of really intelligent women, okay? I'm married to a very intelligent woman. But man, the view makes women look stupid. It's just especially liberal chicks. But then again, they kind of are. If the sock fits. <laughs> We had an idiot liberal chick on the air, what, last week? Cut her off right before she could tell us about her college degree. Because <laughs> I think I called her a moron. She's like, I'm not a moron. I have a cop. And I just, you know, pulled it. It's like chicks who got a, you know, on, on their about info on Facebook, you got to list like every freaking certificate they've ever had or earned or every award they've ever won. You ever see that where like some chick's got some about info that like goes on longer than the book of Exodus? You know what I mean? Like you really think people sit and read that crap? <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. All right, that's the show. Uh, thanks to Kinky Friedman for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have the Kingster on. We'll have him on uh, back every Friday. And uh, if you want to email me and tell me I suck, uh, it's Sean at KTSA.com. K- K- get on it, Chris. K- Sean at KTSA.com. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan and my good brother Trey Ware. Uh, spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you guys back here on Monday on News Talk 550 KTSA. Bye.